All right, what up, what up? It's Kilo. I got my video output over here. I can see it. We are back for another episode of the regular podcast, man. Um, this is my first time really doing a video podcast, like actually the regular podcast. I used to only do audio, you know, then me and Shay started doing audio, but I never really did video at all. So y'all have to bear with me. I'm going to be looking around at different things. I got a screen in front of me. I have a screen over here to the right of me that where I can see myself. You know, the microphone is here. So I'm going to be all over the place. But listen, for this first episode back, and I'm just really trying to get back into the groove of consistency and recording and getting this show out there because people still listen because I, I take some of my other content and I put it in audio form on SoundCloud. People still listen a little bit. So I figured they might want to still hear some of my opinions as well. So this first episode back, I want to get into this Roe v. Wade, Roe versus Wade being overturned and what black men think about it. Okay. I, I posted and asked for people's opinions in this large black male group on Facebook. There's around a hundred thousand people in there. So and they are very active. So I got a lot of opinions. I'm, I'm probably only going to get to like 10, maybe 11, something like that. You know, I didn't want to take so many different opinions, but I got about 10 different opinions, you know, so we're going to look at what some other guys think about it. And, and, and of course, this is mostly related to women, but it's really a family planning thing. So I feel like, you know, why, why not get some of our opinions, you know? It's not that we're the experts. It's not that our opinion matters most here. But why why can't we give an opinion on it? You know what I mean? So we're going to get some black men's opinions on it. And some of it might shock some of y'all. You know? Because I know how some of y'all think about black men. And some of it, I feel, might shock some of y'all. Some of y'all. Other, other people who really get out here and y'all know black men, y'all, you're not shocked by this type of stuff. Okay? But the first thing I want to do, though, I want to get... Let's talk a little bit about what Roe vs. Wade is first, okay? Because um, people might not really know what it is, and we're not going to get super deep into it, but at least we want to discuss it, all right? So I'm getting this information off the History Channel or History.com. That's a great URL to have. If you own that domain, that's crazy, History.com. That's like me having the regular network.com. So basic, but I own it. Okay. So essentially, in uh, 1973, there was a a woman who had some issues. You know, she had gotten pregnant a couple times before, and she had to carry those babies to term because in Texas, she couldn't get an abortion or whatever, right? She had to carry those babies to term, full term, have the baby, give birth, and then give them up for adoption. Now, I can't speak to why she was continually getting pregnant when she didn't want the kids. However, that's none of our concern as men. That's not our business. I'm just saying that that's what was happening. She got pregnant multiple times, had multiple children, gave them up for adoption. She was pregnant once more. And in 1973, some uh, lawyers decided to, or I guess it was before 1973, around maybe 72, when it started. She was pregnant some lawyers decided to take her case on. Some lawyers who had a problem with Texas's abortion laws, they decided to take on her case. They gave her an alias. 
her an alias. You know John Doe as an alias. They gave her alias Jane Rowe. So her real name wasn't Jane Rowe. Her real name is... Let me find her real name. Her real name, last name is McCorvey, but her full name, let me go. Her, her full name is Norma McCorvey, all right? She was in her early 20s at this time. So Norma, Norma McCorvey is actually Roe in the Roe v. Wade thing, Wade being the prosecutor. So her name is not Roe. That's a made-up name, all right? So... Now, the, the importance of 1973, where you always hear about this, this ruling has been in place since 1973. 1973 is when the Supreme Court actually made the decision to pretty much say Texas's law was not constitutional. It was unconstitutional, right? Let me read exactly what they have. On January 22nd, 1973, the Supreme Court, in a 7-2 decision, so they were pretty much heavily in favor, in agreement with each other, they struck down Texas law banning abortion, effectively legalizing the procedure nationwide. In a majority opinion written by Justice Harry Blackman, Blackman, the court declared that a woman's right to an abortion was implicitly in the right to privacy protected by the 14th Amendment. Okay. They say the court divided pregnancy into three trimesters and declared that the choice to end a pregnancy in the first trimester was solely up to the woman. In the second trimester, the government could regulate abortion, although not ban it, in order to protect the mother's health. Now, what that what that pretty much means is they were saying, in the first trimester, women can freely choose if they want to get an abortion or not. Which pretty much, well, yeah, that protected a lot of people. That helped a lot of people. A normal pregnancy period is what they call 40 weeks. So you split that up, break it down into three trimesters. It's around 13 weeks per trimester, right? Which is odd when we get to the new case that that everything is about, that this whole argument is about right now in 2022 uh, in Mississippi. But I will say, though, the, the three trimesters thing is interesting, right? But anyway, they say in the second trimester the doctor pretty much could make the decision to say, you know, whether it's healthy or not. And the government could actually regulate an abortion during that period. That's Roe v. Wade. That's what the judges said in that particular instance. And that was from 1973. That pretty much has been upheld until now, June 24th of 2022. The Supreme Court, when it voted again, and it's looking like they are about 6-3. They overturned Roe v. Wade in a 6-3 vote. Before we move on, though, I do want to say it's very interesting. The lady, Norma McCorvey, who was called Roe in the Roe v. Wade thing, she was an abortion activist, abortion rights activist, right? So she went on for many years... After that Roe v. Wade case in 1973, she went on for many years after that and pretty much fought for women to have the right to get an abortion at their own whim, safely, legally, at a medical facility. In the mid-1990s, though, they say, 
After becoming friends with the head of an anti-abortion group and converting to Catholicism, she turned into a vocal opponent of the procedure. So from the mid-1990s and on, this lady is actually against abortion. So the lady who fought or, or who had lawyers fight for her right and other women's right across the country to legally get an abortion in their state, this woman is now an anti-abortion advocate or, or, you know, she's against abortion now. That's wild. Um, I only wanted to say that because that's part of the story and I think it's important. Now, so, so pretty much what happened is we have a new case and it's called Dobbs versus Jackson's Woman, Women's Health Organization. And this is out of Mississippi. And what was happening is, I don't know if y'all remember, in Mississippi, <clears throat> they came up with a rule saying they banned abortions after 15 weeks. Right. So pretty much once a woman is over 15 weeks pregnant, she can no longer get an abortion, which wasn't too far off of Roe v. Wade, if you ask me, because in Roe v. Wade, they said first trimester, a woman could make the decision. In the second trimester, the courts, the state can decide uh, how abortion is, is done. They just can't flat out ban it. Right. And we just talked about the first trimester is 13 weeks. So that Mississippi ruling that said 15 weeks, that that fell in line to me. I mean, the way I'm interpreting it, y'all let me know if I'm interpreting it wrong. I don't know. But that 15-week ruling that come, came from Mississippi, it seemed to fall in line with what was passed down in the Roe v. Wade case. All right, whatever. So in tw- let me read here. In 2022, the nation's highest court deliberated on Dobbs versus Jackson, who... World Health Organ- Women's Health Organization, which regarded the constitutionality of a Mississippi law banning most abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy. See, they said most abortions because there were still instances when you can get an abortion, mostly due to a woman's health being in question or health being in jeopardy. Right. So I know when we look at the news and we see headlines and things like that, we only hear abortion has been banned. But in most of these situations, abortion has never been fully banned. In, in most of the situations in modern America, the abortion hasn't been completely banned. They just restricted it in a way that made women feel like it would be too difficult for them to get an abortion in that state under normal, normal circumstances, right? So it's not fully banned, but it's effectively a ban, right? So the Jackson Women's Health Organization was fighting against Dobbs here. And, and essentially what happened, let me, let me go to the summary. And this is a 213-page summary. Y'all going to have to go look it up yourself. It is Supreme Court of the United States. It says syllabus at the top. Dobbs, state health, um, state health officer of the Mississippi Department of Health versus Jackson Women's Health Organization. I'll just read the first part because... I think it's important to understand what they were fighting about. All right. Now, this was argued from December 1st, 2021 and decided on June 24th, 2022. Mississippi's Gestational Age Act, which is this new abortion bill that they came up with in Mississippi, provides that except in a medical emergency or in a case of a severe fetal abnormality, a person shall not intentionally or knowingly perform or induce an abortion of, a, of an unborn human being 
if the probable gestation age of the unborn human being has been determined to be greater than 15 weeks. Essentially what they're saying is if the, if the fetus has been developing for more than 15 weeks, abortion is off the table, flat like that. If the baby is considered to be healthy or have a great chance of living beyond that period without any severe abnormalities or deformities. Okay, let me keep going a little bit because there's some interesting stuff in there. Let me zoom in. I don't know why I'm reading with this thing like that. Okay, 15 weeks. Mississippi Code, okay, respondents, Jackson's Women Health Organization, an abortion clinic, and one of its doctors challenged the act in a federal district court, alleging that it violated the court's precedent established a, establishing a constitutional right to an abortion, in particular, Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood of Southeastern Pennsylvania versus Casey. Now, that case also has some, it allowed for more restrictions than Roe v. Wade, but I think that was a little, I was a young child at that time, I think, so I wouldn't have heard a whole lot about that. The district court granted summary judgment in favor of respondents and permanently enjoined enforcement of the act, reasoning that Mississippi's 15-week restriction of an abortion violates the cases, the court cases forbidding states to ban abortion uh, pre-viability. The Fifth Circuit Court affirmed before the court petitioners act on the uh, petitioners defend the act on the grounds that Roe v. Wade were wrongly decided and that the act is constitutional because it satisf satisfies rational basis review. Sorry, I'm, I'm all stumbling because I'm trying to read all this legal jargon. It's legalese. Shout out to Marcus for the hat, man. Also, shout out to Marcus for the pictures behind me. Now. A triple M. What they feel, they say held, right? Like I said, this is a 213-page document. Y'all going to have to get into it. Y'all going to have to read it. There's a lot of information here. Of course, I'm not a lawyer. I don't work in the legal field. I'm intelligent enough to read words and understand what they mean. However, to fully understand this, you might want to talk to some legal people, talk to a lawyer, say, hey, lawyer, what does all of it mean? Summarize it for you. I'm more I'm a type person. I don't want somebody else to summarize and interpret things for me. Let me read the text itself and let me understand it because I, I'll go look words up if I don't understand what they mean. I'll go reference other cases that they mention. I'll I do all of that because if y'all have been a fan of this podcast or a listener to this podcast, you know sometimes we get we get into it, the nitty gritty of these situations, okay? The const it, it, they held, the Supreme Court held, the Constitution does not confer a right to abortion. Roe versus Wade, Roe and Casey are overruled, and the authority to regulate abortion is returned to the people and their elected representatives. That means the state. When they say return to the people, that means return to the state and who we elect in the state, Okay. All the high government people in, in every state are pretty much elected officials. And it's all based on popular vote. None of that electoral college stuff in the state is a flat out free for all. And, and I, I'm not mad at popular vote. Okay, I, I'm saying free for all because, I mean, it's just straight up total numbers matter. And that's it. So they feel like and, and this is not banning abortion. This ruling removes the protection from states being able to ban abortion, meaning now a state can do it. 
Before, the state couldn't do it at all. Now they can flat out ban abortion if they want to. We're already hearing rulings that some clinics around the country have canceled all abortion, uh, canceled all their appointments for abortions. We've seen that. Okay. I don't know how true it is, but I, I've seen reports that a place in Alabama, they canceled all abortions. I don't know if it came down from the governor or whatever, canceled everything, but we're hearing about this. Now, I want to know what y'all think. For now, my, my thoughts are, it's, it's pretty whack, you know, and I'm going to be real. If, if it weren't for legal abortions during my coming of age and my younger 20s and all this type of stuff, I don't, I don't know where I would really be at in life because I was doing a lot of reckless things. I was moving around very recklessly. Okay. And of course I wouldn't do that type of stuff today, but when I was younger, I was moving around recklessly. So I have been the father to aborted babies. Okay. And there's no nice way to say it. Okay. Yes. I've been involved in abortions monetarily, financially, and things like that. And I've even gone to abortion clinics while it's going on. I'm going to be honest. At the time, it was the best thing for the situations that I was in. Okay? Now, had that not been an option, I would have had to probably make more drastic decisions to try to help take care of children that I wasn't ready to take care of at the time. Okay? So I am on the side of pro-choice. Pro-choice meaning if you want to choose to get an abortion or if you want to choose to carry full term all the pregnancies that you get entangled with, okay? I'm, I'm about choice on, on all sides, so I'm going to just state my opinion right there from the jump. You can't, like, religious me to death. You can't moral me to death. I really don't care about your morals. I don't care about any of y'all morals. I have to have my own and my own principles and I'm about choosing. You choose what you want to do. And really I'm about don't impose your choices on other people also, or don't impose your morals on other people. If you can, I believe if you can find a doctor who will safely do this procedure on you, I feel like you should be able to do it. If there's a doctor that wants to do it in the state, I feel like they should be allowed to if they safely do the procedure. Okay? Now, that's just my opinion on it. Of Again, this is considered women's business. At some point, though, I do feel like we should speak up if we want to support women. So that's just my thought. I know I know some people have feel that the, the racial implications of abortion and, and, and Abortions being available. This is my thing, right? When some of y'all say that abortion being an option hurts the black community because of its population control, do y'all realize that black people don't have to get an abortion? Do y'all realize that just because we have the choice to get an abortion does not mean we're automatically going to get it? We're automatically going to get an abortion. It's like y'all are saying. If black people have the option, we'll always make the wrong decision. So we need to make it, we need to ban it so black people don't make this bad decision. This is like, this is like how y'all think. It's very white supremacist of you, but 
I'm gonna let y'all have that. Let me let me get into the first opinion. And some of these opinions, I mean, these opinions are all over the place. But I do want to say I'm gonna keep everybody anonymous because they never signed up to be on here. I just wanted to see what people think. This one guy says, I don't have a dog in this fight. However, I am against any governmental entitled control. With a little emoji. All right. So I'm with him, man. The go- Well, no government entitled control. I think he's meaning the government shouldn't be able to tell you what you can't do. But we know that they do that all the time. First opinion. There's another opinion here. It's a little bit longer. He said, and these are all black fathers. This comes from a group of black men who have children. Excuse me. If the concern was truly about the babies, it would be illegal for parents to smoke. If the concern was truly about the babies, it would be illegal for parents to buy fast food for their kiddos. If the concern was truly about the babies, health care would be free and guaranteed for babies and the mothers. Picking a sin that is convenient for people to target and hang their hats on does not make them devout. Who's caring for the children after they're born? Who's fighting against paid maternal and paternal leave after the child is born? The same people who fought against abortion, hypocrisy, plain and simple. I'm pro-life, but I'm also pro-choice. And if you feel comfortable smoking cigarettes in front of your child like it's your right to do so, women who want abortion should be given the same rights. Right on. And, and you're right. But when you, when you say you're pro-life and you're pro-choice, that just means you're pro-choice. Because That means that your choice is to, you don't want to get abortions, but if somebody else has the choice to get an abortion, they should be able to go do that. That's pro-choice. Now, pro, the use of these terms pro-life is weird. They they use that word as like a buzzword to make you say make you make you seem like if you're not pro-life, you're pro-murder or something like that. Like that, it's the wording. Of course, it's about headlines and clickbait and buzzwords and inciting or uh, evoking emotion and stuff like that. So we don't really worry about the wording too much. We worry more about the concept and how they're used in the concept of mainstream media. So let's just go with it like that. I don't like to use those words like that, but whatever. This other person says, this is this is an opinion. Uh, black abortion facts. Abortion is the leading cause of death for African-Americans more than all other causes combined, including AIDS, violent crime, accidents, cancer, and heart disease. Second bullet, black women have abortions at a rate 3.4 times higher than white women. Black women receive 30% of the abortions, even though African-Americans are only 12.6% of the population. Over their lifetime, black women average 1.6 more pregnancies than white women, but are five times more likely to have a pregnancy that ends in abortion. More than 16 million black babies have died by abortion since 1973. Approximately 360,000 pre-born black babies are aborted every year, nearly 1,000 a day. Okay, so this gentleman is, again, a black father. He, he's giving the, he, the numbers kind of makes his statement for him, which is to say he believes that abortion is anti-black life. He believes that abortion and abortion laws in America is against black life. Okay. And I've also seen that other people state pretty much most of the black nations around the, around the country, around the world, don't allow abortions. 
either. It's just in America where we abort our, 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 our babies at these type of rates. Right? Sorry, I'm swinging that little fly moving around here. Uh, the, the, these are interesting numbers here. Uh, I will say there are some states, a few states, some of them the most heavily populated by black people, they don't report abortions. They, they don't report their abortions to the federal government. So you, you won't even be able to find the stats on that. So you wouldn't know how many black people or how many total people, period, are even getting abortions in those states. You can't find the numbers. They don't go public. But that's his opinion. I'm not mad at it. Here's another one. If you are pro-life, that's cool. The argument about when life begins, we can have all day. But don't sit quiet with gun violence and complain about health care and child care. It doesn't make sense. What is in place for this pop? Well, what is in place for this population boom? You're looking at spikes in poverty, unemployment, and crime. So get ready. I feel what he's saying here. Um, I don't. I don't get why he just think because there's more people that they're just going to commit more crimes. I mean, but that's fine. The poverty, yeah. Unemployment, yeah. I guess, yeah, with unemployment is going to come crime. So, yeah, you're right, brother. My bad, my bad. This this next fella. The only reason women are upset about this because now they have to practice sexual responsibility. Most women use abortion as a form of birth control. Any woman you see upset about it, that's a red flag. Avoid them. Just last week, they couldn't define what a woman is, but all of a sudden they can now. LOL. Now, you can clearly see by his uh, message what 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 type of ideology he he's rolling with? He said most women use abortion as a form of birth control. We know that that's not true factually, statistically, even even joking around. It's not even close to true, right? He said, you know, they couldn't define what a woman was. So so we we see what's you know what I'm saying. I'm not I'm not knocking his opinion. I'm just we see we see what it is here. I'll say that I disagree with him, but you know we see what it is here. I'm not. Fully mad at the first part. The only reason women are upset about this is because now they have to practice sexual responsibility. I don't think it's just women. I think that's people, period. They don't like the idea of having to be super accountable when it comes to sex, you know, especially in the era of, you know, we back in the hippie era in this 2022 version where you have access to the internet and people all over the world, you can meet up and have sex freely and all this type of stuff. So there are a lot of people doing a lot of sexually free things right now so it would be a little bit scary for them to have to say oh dang i can't even do that no more because some of these options might not be on the table for me anymore so i'm not fully mad at that i just don't agree but i'm not fully mad here's another one this is all about white replacement theory don't lie to yourself in thinking that the government gives a damn about aborted black or brown babies that's why you have forced pregnancy in places like mississippi even in cases of rape or incest. How can you maintain a control system based on white supremacy when you don't have the numbers? Now, if you if you've been in and or around the black conscious community, you are very familiar with this thought process. Uh, Francis Cress Wilson, Doctor Francis Cress Wilson, gave us the game a long time ago. She let us know that uh, the 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 white race in America specifically and globally, I'm assuming, fears genetic annihilation. Okay. So this is pretty much in line with what with, with this gentleman right here is talking about. And y'all, y'all seen the manifesto from the Buffalo shooter. 
Okay? You saw what he was in there talking about. This is a real thing. Let's go on to the next one. Uh, Roe v. Wade, Roe vs. Wade has nothing to do with women's rights. That's the surface reason. It was about population control. Now, since the overwhelming majority of abortions are white people, they have to do damage control because everyone knows that white people are projected to be non-existent as far as, far as purity is concerned. I'm with you. That's the same thing. That's in line with kind of what the, what the last gentleman was saying. I would never use the word purity when it comes to uh, the white race, but yeah, that's that's in line with the last gentleman said. This next fellow, abortion rights is only a small part of what's going on. I am staunchly and permanently pro-choice, but this fight is really just the beginning, and and that's only the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, if you heard what what Clarence Thomas came out and said, they are definitely working on getting some more stuff out of here. All right, so y'all be ready for that. Next fella, the most basic human right is the right of choice. I'm not for abortion, but I'm also not for the government having the power to take the basic rights of others. Self-explanatory there, buddy. This fella said, also, let's be clear, this will only affect poor and disenfranchised women. Healthy, uh, sorry, wealthy women will still get their abortion via flying to other states or countries or paying a premium to have a private doctor do it at home. Private MDs do it at home. Okay, yeah, that's what a lot of people are saying, because you have states like New York. New York said they ain't—they're not changing anything. Everything is gonna be free. Uh, actually, New York also allows people to come from other states to get abortions there. So they—they they said nobody needs to worry about it. You know, they're keeping all their abortion laws the same. You, you know, so I, I would really like to know what y'all think. Y'all let me know. You know, I think it's very interesting. I, I think that. Well, I hope that most of these states just, you know, keep your abortion laws the way they are now or make them easier. I don't know. You're, you're not, it's not like you states have to make changes right now just because you can. You don't need to make the stuff illegal. I know some of these states were already working towards that. They already wanted to ban abortions and all that. Whatever. Hopefully, the rest of you states that weren't even doing anything in line with this abortion stuff abortion rights. Hopefully you don't just jump out and make some wild change just to do it, just to fit in or whatever. It is what it is. Listen, y'all let me know, man. Make sure y'all follow the Instagram page that's at the regular network on Instagram. Make sure you subscribe to this page. Like, follow, share, comment. Let me know what you think below. Share the video, of course. Tell a friend to tell a friend or tell a friend to force a friend to watch it. I don't care what you do, but Let's, we, we're going to get back rolling, man. Peace out.